This episode is brought to you by Challengers Comics and Conversation. Go to challengerscomics.com and start the conversation now. Daniel's Law LLC in Georgia. Visit dlawllc.com. Kerberos Productions. The minds behind the games enter the pit and kaiju a go-go. Search for Kerberos, K-E-R-B-E-R-O-S, on Steam, or go to kerberos-productions.com to check out their growing catalog of titles. Welcome to the Crosser for the week of May 23rd, 2016. We've got a little over seven weeks to go before that movie comes out, and we've got two trailers that just came out. Yes, we're going to talk about the first trailer. We're going to save the international trailer for later, but we have some inside information that we're going to talk through. Then we also have a discussion about the Activision game. We're going to talk about that Think Geek t-shirt, the Nas event. Boy, as always, a lot to do. Still playing with Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So great. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Uh, we already did a cyclotron about the trailer. We're going to talk a little bit about the trailer uh, here at the top of the episode, and we're going to talk maybe a little bit about the international trailer. But we might need to save we we might need to save that for a future episode. But uh, I don't want to. I'm all talked out. Uh, again, all talked out. <laughs> we st- we still we we're podcasters. You can't be all talked out. I'm old. I can be talked out. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Let's let's keep it. We'll we'll keep it succinct, and we'll get you out of here so that you can uh, not talk about things. But uh, see, he's got to get his he's got to get his sleeping on. Okay, so where do you want to start? All right, well, let's get into news. Let's do news first. Let's do it. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Zozo. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Okay, everybody, if you have uh, been living under a rock. Uh, Step I, out. I need, I need to tell you something. Dust yourself off. There's a Ghostbusters movie coming out. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of polarizing. There's also an election happening Surprise. right now. It's also very polarizing. But uh, yes, yeah, so two trailers. Uh, we have a new trailer, which is trailer six. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what happened to trailer five. I have not been able to get a definitive answer because. I, I don't know. Trailer numbering is one of the weirdest, craziest things in Hollywood that makes absolutely zero sense. And people try to explain it to you, but it's like when they try to explain the rules to a fake game from like the Star Wars universe, like Sabic to you. And you're like, I don't know what you're saying. This doesn't make any sense. So trailer uh, trailer one was the announcement. Trailer two was the first domestic trailer that we saw. Trailer three was the international trailer. Trailer four was the amalgamation between the domestic and the international trailer that we saw in front of Batman Superman. Trailer five, don't know, missing in action. We have no idea what trailer five is. But trailer six is Profit. what... Perfect. That's what came out uh, on early, early Wednesday morning. Go listen to the Cyclotron with the Yes Have Some podcast, guys. We really we dive into it. We go through shot by shot. We talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, but interestingly enough, uh, Chris, what got the biggest response out of that Cyclotron that we released uh, late last week was this talk about the subtitle or sub. It's not even a subtitle. It's a uh, uh, what, what should we call it? It's it's the marketing it's, tagline that has now become part of the title of the movie. Well, officially, I attempted to correct people before it got out of hand that it was a tagline. But then by the evening, Sony had, I don't know, 
slightly adjusted their position. Uh, yeah, it's this in-between thing that we see more and more. Um, kind of in re- response to we now live in an era where remakes and reboots are way more common than, say, 30 years ago. Yeah, um, what, what's the difference between RoboCop that came out in the 80s and RoboCop that came out now? Well, it's a total reboot. But they're the same title. I don't understand. For people that don't get the... Or, you know, for the for the everyday, ordinary, average guy that goes to a movie theater on a Thursday night and they go, what's playing? RoboCop. Oh, wait, I've already seen that movie. It came out in 1985. Like, Yeah, but, academically, it you know, the the format is already in place. You know, it's bracket, year bracket. That's just the way it is. And actually, that's always been in place because, you know, after 100 years of film, it doesn't even have to be remakes and reboots. Just titles get reused sometimes in unrelated movies. So you have to put in a bracket, year bracket, just so you know what you're talking about. Um, More and more lately, though, depending on certain circumstances, and I think, what was the example you brought up? Well, uh, edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, where they actually renamed the movie when it came out on home video because that's what the source material was called. And we the talked about that on material. the Cyclotron, yeah. too. Um, but, for example, it's not like I Am Legend came out and they had to put, you know, uh, subtitle Last Man on Earth or... Uh, 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 Will Smith Will versus Smith the is, kind of vampire things. Yeah. Like, Will, yeah. Will Smith is the Omega Man in... <laughs> In, uh, you know, I am legend or, you know, it's just, okay. Okay. In this case, it seems to be more of a, the world knows Ghostbusters, but in a very low grade, uh, we've all got radioactive isotopes in our bones from nuclear testing yeah. sort of way. It's a low grade. We're familiar with it. But then if you start, you know, throwing out a new movie or ultimately, uh, for example, home video, you know, you want to try to avoid the, that negative buzz of people going, I thought I was picking up the new one and I picked up the old one. Um, so yeah, it's this thing where they're going to, if you go to the theater, the marquee will say Ghostbusters, but you'll start to see things like the posters will be Ghostbusters. And then much like a subtitle, it'll say, answer the call, but it's not a subtitle. It's not, IMDB is not, IMDB will still say Ghostbusters bracket 2016 close bracket, not Ghostbusters colon answer the call. Uh, So yeah, I don't know. I I mean, it's kind of a brand new thing. Do we get to name it? Uh, Yeah, maybe. I I feel like we need to differentiate it because it's not a tagline. It's not like the bus ads and the the park bench ads that say, who are you going to call? And they're not putting the actual title of the movie. Yeah, that's the classic tagline. Who are you going to call? But that's a tagline. That's that's the marketing. That's when you're like, we need a catchy tagline that everybody's going to be speaking about. That's a tagline. This is not a tagline, but it's also not the subtitle of the movie. Yeah, like, so what is it? A subline? A a subline? A tag tag title? A marketing title? A secondary title? It it needs something catchy. It needs its own tagline. It needs, you know, it needs a hoop (laughs) for the kids. It needs something, you know, with a little little moxie, a little zazz. Uh, I kind of like tag title, to be honest. Tag title, yeah. Well, it's, it's got the alliteration, and it also then does kind of this idea of tacked on not part of but you know tacked on sort yeah, of thing yeah yeah almost uh exactly so it's it's almost uh, it, to me it, it it sort of again i hate keep coming back to star wars but it reminds me of star wars the force awakens was episode 7 
but that wasn't part of the title. Everybody knew that it was episode seven. When that opening crawl comes up, you see episode seven. It's sort of implied. Maybe that's that's what this is. It's a tag title or something like that. I don't know. That's a, that's we'll we'll leave it up to you guys. Tweet at us. Uh, send us voicemails. What should we call this thing? How should we handle this? We want to hear from you guys. Um, and and so. Okay, so that trailer came out on Wednesday. Then the international trailer came out on Friday. Uh, Chris, I don't want to burn everybody out on on reactions because we've we've had our <laughs> cyclotron and then we had our listener reaction podcast, which came out. Um, I I don't want everybody to get fatigue on talking about trailers. So, do you, do you uh, want to save international for next week? I feel like that's kind of safe. Maybe we we we'll save international for next week, and we can probably really just. Yeah, there's no sense diving into it. Everybody go listen to the Cyclotron because, I mean, here the only thing to be said is the trailer that came out. uh, I think you and I agree. Uh, Siskel and Ebert, thumbs up. Yes, two thumbs up. And it seems like everybody else is agreeing. It sounds like the overall reaction is is fairly positive to it. Of course, there are the criticisms. Um, Some of the people that I've heard from said, well, the humor is the same. The CG is the same. All of the reservations that I had about the movie from the previous trailers, they are still yeah. valid, uh, and that's fine. I totally get it. Um, and Chris in the Cyclotron, you, you very articulately you, you talked about the aesthetic of the movie, and this sort of gives you that style guide, that lookbook of of what the movie is going to be. And look, some people just aren't digging on it. That's totally fine, um, and I understand it that it happens. Um, I didn't see Angry Birds over the weekend. I will wait for the red box on that one. Uh, <laughs> I will. But- I will it, it, here's the important thing, and it, it kind of goes back to our subtitle thing. Um, with a little interesting timing from the angry video game nerd, Ghostbusters trended to number one yeah, on Twitter. Boy, did that backfire on Mr. Angry Video Game Nerd, James? I don't know that it backfired on him. Like his his position is his position, which is fine. I, I have certain. Uh, complaints about the video that he put out, not his whole, I'm not going to review it. I have more complaints about his whole, I'm not going to review it. And to reinforce that, I will now review it based on the trailer. Thank you. That was Mike. uh, I was like, it's a six minute video where he's talking about not reviewing it. And here's the reasons why I think it's a bad movie. And then, and then not critiquing the movie right now, leading in, leading in with a a paid 30 second Swiffer or Lexus ad. So it's kind of like, yeah. uh, By the end of the day, within 24 hours, it became one of his most viewed videos ever. So it's kind of like, on the one hand, fair enough. Don't go see it. See, this is the thing too, because unfortunately the, the, the noise machine that is internet discussion uh, immediately turned into pro and con AVGN camps. Uh, one half going, yes, exactly. Pedestal, James, go. You are a man. And then the other half going, sexist. And I've, I'm not friends with James, but, you know, he's a Ghostbusters fan. And I've yeah. crossed paths with him going all the way back to, you know, his review of the video games and all that. And James's reaction is, uh, I wouldn't call it sexist. I, I would call it, he is the passionate I don't agree with his response, but he is the pure passionate fan response. Yeah, there's I mean, something there's something very emotional and at his core about Ghostbusters. Whereas I can go, you know, if it falls apart, I am not so personally tied into it that it's going to hurt me, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like the guy hangs his hat on being called the angry video game nerd. His yeah. site is called Cinemassacre. Like 
Uh, are we are we at all surprised that he has a very polarized <laughs> view on anything? No, not entirely at all. This is a guy who made his stake in the internet uh, community by yelling angrily about NES video games. You know, yeah. so I, I'm not I'm not entirely like. It, when I saw this, I was like, but the the whole point of him saying that he's not making a review, but he's making the review, it's it's like the dude on Proton Charging who was like, I'm not going to bring my son into this, but my son doesn't like this trailer at all. I'm like, but you just brought your son into this. I don't understand. <laughs> like, yeah. you're, you're saying one thing, but then you're doing the other. So your actions are speaking louder than your words. Uh, but, anyway. but, but, but due to timing, he already created it like... Ghostbusters was trending just inside the top ten by the time we went to bed on the same and, day that the that Twitter put that uh, secret emoji up where if you did the hashtag Ghostbusters exactly. you would get the new Ghost logo. So him, I mean, I'm not saying he was the cause of it, but he was a good bump. Plus the emoji, uh, um, the hashtag. So if you go hashtag Ghostbusters, uh, you get the little Ghostbusters logo. Uh, so <laughs> somebody. Uh, I sh- again, I should make notes. Uh, semi, semi pranked me by putting in hashtag Ghostbusters two, and then they put space, and there is already a Statue of Liberty head uh, uh, emoji. Oh, I wondered. I tried that. I got <laughs> I pranked then too. And then I went, "Oh, you jerk!" Uh, it was a good joke, actually. I yeah. appreciate it very much. But between the huge little community kerfuffle over the anger video game nerds the emoji which is a big thing because of course everybody went nuts typing ghostbusters in and then the trailer the next morning all the way to number one rocket for, to number for one. two day almost two days straight until you know the the primetime television kicked in and everybody's talking about season finales of tv shows and things like that but yeah so again um, it just highlights that thing you and i talked about before everybody thinks that their opinion you know, reflects some sort of like so many people are sitting around drinking into the night and uh, <laughs> polishing, cleaning their their revolver for you know July fifteenth just in case. And at the end of the day, I guarantee you, every single one of them is going. Are we getting lots of eyeballs? Done. We'll take yep. it. Right. Yeah. Were we trending on Twitter um, before the trailer even came out? We were. Oh, fantastic! Thanks, James. Whatever your name is. Yeah. Oh, angry video game. Whatever your name is. Great. Thank you so much for the ad buy. Like that's that's what they're reading into it as. But it, it uh, yeah, I think everybody will walk away thinking that his uh, video may have prompted the subtitle. I think actually he's him, he's just good timing because there have been other people yeah. that have said, "I wish they had just called it something else" or blah de blah de yeah. blah. Yeah. Similar arguments, and I think that's what we're seeing is again Sony kind of had a Edge of Tomorrow reaction and went, you know, we're not renaming it, but it's a good point maybe just to delineate one. We talk like the merch. They, yeah, the they, merch. They, we we talked about it on the podcast like 20 yeah. episodes ago. Like, how are we going to deal with this? When we're talking about Ghostbusters, we're talking about Ghostbusters 2016, classic Ghostbusters. How are we going to help clarify for our, for our listening audience? It's the same thing with them. They're just trying to clarify it. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think you, you make a good, you make a really good point. Angry Video Game Nerds uh, video came out on Tuesday. The trailer came out on Wednesday. The international trailer came out on Friday. But not, I mean, none of this was reactionary to response on the internet. Sure, maybe the way that they cut the trailer and certain creative decisions that they made in the trailer might have been reactionary yeah. to response. But, I mean, guys, the the trailer didn't debut on YouTube because of the the whole most disliked trailer thing. That's it, th- This is just how Hollywood works, that they gave the exclusive to Facebook and Twitter because Facebook and Twitter helped them with an ad buy or something. 
Uh, same thing because it came out on Apple trailers like midday on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Joe, so Apple Joe Blow. Then, yeah, oh, yeah, Joe Blow Joe got, Blow it got well. the first YouTube crack at it. But I almost wonder, like, Joe Blow, do they aggregate from somewhere else? Like, do they do a screen caption and then put it up on their YouTube site? Yeah, I like, don't don't really know how that works. It's possible maybe he just got first in because, yeah, they ripped yeah, it. Yeah, they ripped it or something. But, but at any rate, so, again, like, no, the trailer didn't debut on YouTube, but that's not because of the whole YouTube kerfuffle that happened. Um, that was just, again, if you look back, that's what happened with the first domestic trailer, too. It, it debuted on Twitter, I think, first. But so, you know, at any rate, so again, we're, we're talking a lot about the trailer. I know that you've heard us talk now for like several hours about the trailer and... and yeah. uh, we should we should just go two thumbs up and walk away. Yeah, two thumbs up. We have a whole lot of news to get to. There's really cool things that we haven't discussed yet on the show, so... Um, let's, let's talk about something that got buried just before the trailer. Uh, Matt Walsh was on the spinoff podcast on NPR. It's also a radio show on NPR. It's not just a podcast, but, um, you know, we got our first look at, uh, Andy Garcia and Cecily Strong. Um, we know that, uh, Matt Walsh is in the film. We aren't entirely sure what his character is, but he did talk with the spinoff about how he, uh, and and one other sort of smaller character play. So here's here's Matt on that podcast uh, talking about his role in Ghostbusters. And uh, Matt, you've got a number of things coming up. You're in Ghostbusters. This... I haven't seen it yet, but very excited. Yeah. So are you allowed to? I have a small part. I play uh, with Michael Williams from The Wire and Chalky White on Boardwalk. He's awesome. We're we're guys from Homeland Security who I think sort of pester the gals. I think I can say that. Yeah. But I haven't seen any of it, so I'm very excited, like all of us, to see that movie. So yeah, not much there uh, from Matt. You know, again, he's he's being very mindful of not spoiling anything. But uh, he and Michael Williams have some sort of a role. They play government officials. We can assume that it's going to be a lot like the Andy Garcia and Cecily Strong uh, uh, thing that we saw in the trailer. That it's just that that one little bit part, much like Mayor Lenny. You know. Um, so a very small thing, but it's kind of nice to hear him talking about it. Um, another small news item that popped up in the trailer and then a little bit before the trailer, we now have release date. I want to say dates because I I wish I had both of them for you guys, but I don't. So the score album for Ghostbusters, Answer the Call or Ghostbusters 2016. See, I'm trying. I'm working on it. Uh, but you'll, so the, you'll get it eventually. We'll get it there. Uh, Theodore Shapiro, Shapiro, um, his score album from Sony classical, there's pre-orders that you can order up on Amazon right now. It comes out on July 8th. Um, in, if you look very closely in the trailer six, you see that RCA records is releasing a soundtrack album. We don't have a release date for that yet, but safe to assume it will be close or around July 8th. But you know, I mean, it, it's really important to note that there's going to be two separate releases for this, which I actually really dig. I love when you have the score by itself and you have the soundtrack album with all of the like the theme song and all the pop songs and all of that needle drop stuff uh, on its own. But here's here's what I want to talk about, Chris, because and we're going to get to it in a second here. But Ray Parker I'm Jr. All talked out. He's all talked out. I don't well, want to talk I'll just talk to myself. No, it's Ray fine. Parker Jr. Go ahead. Ray Parker Jr. Uh, showed up to the Nas event, which we're going to talk about in a little bit here. Uh, you hear the instrumental version of his theme in the trailers. Uh, do you think he's doing a new version of the theme song? Do you think somebody else is covering the theme song? What do you think is the prudent way for them to go about 
sort of treading on hallowed ground with Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters theme song here? Is this like a run DMC situation? Well, they already remastered, for lack of a better term, for the video game. Right, right. So we have the most up-to-date... Okay, fair is fair. Let's start with the fact that what he recorded in 84 sounds really good. They've, you know, we've had really good copies of that song for quite some time now. But whatever little thing was missing in the last 25 years when the video game came out, they re-recorded. Um, so we have the, you know, the super remastered yeah they did that new version of it new mix down where you hear more yeah. of the synthesizer the vocals are a lot clearer that kind of yeah yeah i don't know that you want to revisit that well i also much the same argument as i don't know that you want to try a ghostbusters 3 with half the original people it'll just kind of seem Sad. Yeah. It's kind of. I don't know that you want Ray Parker Jr. to revisit. Ask him. Do it again. Um, I think we have the best foot forward on his original. I think this time you have it featuring Ray Parker Jr. I oh, think somebody yeah. covers, but you and have then Ray samples in, him or something, or or has him come in and sing it. Right. Yeah. Like Ray can still belt it out, and and you know Ray can still shred. So you know um, whoever's you know doing a cover of it. Um, let them do their take. So really it's their foot forward. It's their interpretation of the classic, but the tie into the old one is he actually supplies, you know, his little bit of magic. If you need a guitar riff, he, he riffs it out. If you need his, yeah, 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 yeah. You got him right there. Make him do it. Oh man, they need to pull Tahiti out of retirement or wherever (laughs) Tahiti may happen to be right now, because that, that's the real Ghostbusters model, right? Start you up. Yeah, featuring Ray Parker Jr. on guitar. Guitar, Ray Parker Jr. But but that's my guess, right? Like, I don't know who the producer hotshots are these days, but, you know, uh, you throw the Neptunes at it or something like that, and they do their cover, which will be one part, here's what we liked about the old rock version, and here's the, you know, the top 40-esque mm. bass drops and stuff like that that's popular today. And like I said, you got the man himself. Let him... Let him add the vocals, you know, or, you know, I think that's what you do. You get the best of both worlds. It's almost like he's redoing a new one, but he's, you know, it's not all on him to make it or break it. And at the same time, yeah, I don't know. That's my, that's my thought. Well, I, I almost wonder, because cause my my podcast bet would be on doing the, the Ghostbusters 2 model of it, where they use the original Ray Parker Jr. theme song. Maybe it's the remastered version from the video game, but then there's another single that uh, whoever, like I've, I've always, had, I've had my heart set on OK Go doing some sort of a single just because I want to see one of their bonkers music videos right. for Ghostbusters. But but somebody does a single that's featured throughout sort of like the On Our Own uh, that becomes like the anthem of the movie, but then you also have the Ghostbusters theme song as we know it kind of interspersed throughout. That's, that's how I felt they might do it, but... Yeah, I, I I feel like the sampling or or having him perform as like a featuring might might be a really good way to go too. So well, yeah, they have to do something new because you notice every time somebody's done the 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 theme again, like say for um, uh, the cartoons, uh, where else I can't trying to think now but they uh, have like to, the metal they, versions a few of them have been ascap registered like the Va- yeah. vomitron has like one that's ascap registered and not uh, sure about the the 
what my think thoughts are on the 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 covers, but the the official ones, quote unquote, for Sony properties within the the franchise, they have to change around the um, the hook because of the whole lawsuit with oh right Huey Lewis, which like is the why extreme Ghostbusters version very of it different and, hook yeah, yeah still comes off exactly the same this. Uh, but again, that was what's his name uh, doing his take on it. Uh, same. That's, oh, that's true. That's why the notes are so defined. Like uh, when you listen to the video games, where it's like that. Da, 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 yeah, da, exactly. Da, they, they, it doesn't have that like whatever that hook step is to it. <laughs> yeah, da, 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 yeah. Da, yeah. There's no there's no step up. The, yeah. Da, yeah. Um, Where's Dan? We need him to speak music to us. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. I think you and I are on kind of the same page. I think we will get somebody doing their their number. You know, what's the lead single related to the movie? Uh, they'll be the cover. But whereas the cover for Ghostbusters Two was, you know, let Run DMC do their thing. I think this time some. I think it'll be somebody that will try to stick closer to the original. And like I said, if if I had my druthers, it would be. Let Ray Parker, Parker Jr. come in and play. Yeah, me, me too. Let let that guy be involved. And and we'll talk about Ray Parker Jr. in a minute here. But before we do, we need to talk uh, Activision because this is also something that got buried. Um, Ghostbusters News, uh, shout out to Jason, because the UK PlayStation 4 magazine that we've talked about for a couple of weeks, uh, he was able to get his hands on it and pull all of the, the juicy details out of it. So it's answering a lot of questions. A lot of questions that, again, Chris, as a, as a game person, I need to talk to you about because I, I'm trying to wrap my head around a little bit of it. But Okay. Um, but so uh, PlayStation 4, they talk about how, yes, absolutely, Paul Feig and Ivan Reitman were involved. Um, they didn't get to work with the original cast, but you know, Ivan wanted to make sure that it, it sort of fit in step with the narrative that the film had. Fantastic. So the music, the voiceovers, the location, they all sort of fit into what they're doing with the new film. Zuh. Uh, but then, you know, they talk about the locations. Here's where I want to talk to you because we have gone back and forth about the co-op modes. Um, Mm -hmm. there will not be an online multiplayer. Um, and the way that they sort of, they spin it to the point where they want people interacting with each other in person. They want you sitting on the couch together and like that classic golden eye experience where you're, you're sitting with the controller next to your friend and you're working through whatever the the situations may be. Um, I'm, I'm bummed because this means that we will not be able to reach out with our listeners and have online games where we all play together. Um, but why, I'm I'm trying to figure out why. I mean, in this day and age where the online multiplayer is such a an integral part of every big game, why would they make this decision? Why do you think that this is that it's all locally based? Money, uh, which is the, a flip. The way engine of isn't saying, there, or uh, it's it's an undertaking. It's I mean, everybody. It's so ubiquitous now. Everybody takes it for granted, but. Um, it's not an easy thing. Networking, network play, network multiplayer, not an easy thing. Uh, it's slightly easier in that it's just on uh, the consoles rather than, say, you know, op- throwing it open to the world of, you know, the Wild Wild West PC. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's a whole other handful of programmers that you got to throw at it because they got to... They got to put you know the networking in place. They got to you know make sure it throws everything back and forth right, and it's just a level of complexity 
Hmm. Um, it's not, it's not something you can throw in just as an afterthought. Um, and as a result, it turns into a, uh, you know, it's a cost and, you know, there's any number of reasons why they may have decided one might be that it was a short production. Uh, I don't think necessarily that, uh, they didn't have time, but given that it was kind of a short, small, uh, you know, smaller budget than say the 2009 game, they just maybe went, um, you know, the, the budgets, the money's not there sort of thing. The other, uh, thing may have been that, uh, you know, they're looking at numbers and, and thinking it's not worth it, right? Mm. Like at the end of the day, we'll put X amount in for how much will people use it sort of thing. And I know a lot of us will go, but I, you know, I'd like to, and I'd yeah, they, they all have their numbers in their spreadsheets. It's quite yeah. possible that they just decided that, look, you know, on the last game, 75% of people played at home. Of all the copies that went out, we know mm. how many people play multiplayer online with one another. Um, you know, again, people are complaining that uh, Sony uh, PlayStation shut down their server, which is another thing, too, because if you're going to have a multiplayer, you got to have to have a standing. You have to have a server, and you have uh, to have people that are maintaining you know, it and supporting it. And, all that sort of yeah. thing. So that just, yeah. and if at the end mm. of the day they're looking at it and going, no, the it, the numbers don't justify it. We know people would like it, but we can't justify spending that extra million or whatever, Um I just pulled that number out of my butt, although it's certainly not. That's probably yeah, that's probably realistic though. I would imagine. Um, um, well, I'll you know spread hmm. out over all the maintenance and overhead and all that. Sure, maybe, but again, they go not worth it, right? Like we're not going to make that money back just to appease the the relatively small percentage of people that would take advantage of it, sort of thing. At the same time, you know, I it is it is a good argument this 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 call to the classic. Why don't you come play together, especially if. In their heads, they're targeting uh, uh, a younger player audience. Right. Yeah, uh, and that's the other thing people keep forgetting. There is they are really trying to generate this new generation of uh, generate this new generation. Excellent, Chris. <laughs> Whew, He's all talked way. out. Everybody, just so you I'm know, all He's all talked out. out. Um, create this new, you know, uh, wave of kids that you know like the the license and all that and. Uh, the, especially the younger ones, it's way easier. And that's the last piece of the puzzle about the whole networking thing. Technically, it's just an overhead and a cost. Then you have to add in the social aspect of um, once companies start letting younger kids play online, it becomes a... Like, for example, uh, find yourself a Disney game that has online multiplayer and you'll see how much they'll bend over backwards to try to shield themselves from any whiff of, uh, you know, predators will yeah, find like your children mo- online. and, and it, it's monitoring things. And, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's much easier to sell people on the just have your pals come over and sit in the living room and play together. Because to be honest, a lot of kids do that anyways, right? They're just hanging out together playing games so yeah, and that's that's how the lego games work as well right i mean yeah. it's it's all because what they're saying is that there is a single player campaign but there will always be the four characters on screen so even if even if i'm playing by myself three other characters will be operating around me and if you know my friends jump in to to play with the co-op then then it'll work together i mean and I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying. I, look, I know that we are all uh, a text generation, and we are all trying to talk to each other on social media. Even though you're standing right in front of me, and I don't want to talk to you in person, but uh, I mean, it 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 does limit the 
the experience because, you know, I've got to, I've got to have people come over to my house. We're going to play together. It becomes a whole thing where, you know, for five, 10 minutes, I can hop online. I can play with one of you guys that's listening and it's, yeah. it does limit it to that extent. So to me, that that's the only disappointment that I have in it is that. But what you've, what you've described is as the adult gamer. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. If where you're the 10 year old gamer, none of those issues exist. No. I mean, I remember, you know, sitting, sitting in the basement playing TurboGrafx 16 at my yeah. friend Nate's house for hours and hours on yeah. a Friday night until we could <laughs> play no more. Like You and I yeah. do not have free Saturdays to just hang out and <laughs> no. play video games. 10 year olds still do. Yeah. So. So, I mean, at any rate, I mean, what they are trying to tell us, though, I, I think the good news out of this, even though there is no online uh, element to it, it is a repeat experience. You're leveling up a character, you're getting new traits, you're trying to, um, you're customizing your character, you're helping your friends level up, and it, it becomes like a, an exponential playing experience, which is nice. So it sounds like we're going to get our bang yeah. for our $50 buck here, but... Um, you know, just, just a little bit of the like, oh, that's cool, oh, but there's a catch, you know. The Frogurt is free, but the toppings are cursed kind of thing. Um, but so at, at any rate, I mean, there is a Ghostbusters game coming out. It is a four-player game, uh, regardless of if it's online or if it's local. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm still looking forward to playing it, just as I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. And if it, if it ends up being like Sanctum of Slime and I play it for like five, ten minutes and I'm done, all right, well, shoot, you know, but yeah. otherwise, you know, it's it's fine. At least there's still the promise of it being good. One unexpected bonus from this, though, is that it now makes it a really good go-to uh, game for franchises. Franchise-i? Franchise-i? franchise to set up, shut up, shut up, no, you shut up, to, great, I'm arguing with myself now, <laughs> I'm all talked out, uh, <laughs> um, to, uh, to set up at conventions. Yes. Uh, yeah. We've all been able to drag the Xbox down or whatever and hook it up to a big screen and people can play the game, but they can play it by themselves. Uh, you know, you can't really hook up the multiplayer the same way. This one fantastic you you take it down you plug it in you turn it on have four controllers and any four strangers can just drop in and play together sort of thing right so yeah, yeah. i mean that's not a major selling point i'm just saying that's an a, kind of an interesting uh uh bonus is it that is, yeah the whole couch co-op thing makes it very cool for dragging around to events uh, yeah to your bring, house, bring your controllers over to and work. we'll play yeah I think there'll be a lot of that too. I know I'm going to be dragging into the office and yeah, exactly. play with the guys and all that. So, you know, it's a it's a classic gaming thing. Hell, I, I, I'm all for introducing kids to the idea. I mean, <laughs> you may not be able to convince them to go outside and play in the sun, but at least you can convince them to play together. That's better <laughs> yes. than... Exactly, exactly. You can all play together, draw the shades and do whatever. It's fine. Yeah. But and you guys, you're all welcome. Come on over to my house. We'll have we'll do the online night of slime in my tiny one bedroom apartment. It'll be fine. But uh, hey, let's. uh, Okay, I'm I'm running through the rundown here, Chris. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, How about Nas? I mean, people are probably tired of hearing me talk about it because I ended up having to talk in front of the live stream about it. But (laughs) Uh, the Nas history event that you happened in Beverly Hills. Wonderful. Ah, thanks, man. You did very I, well, actually. You did very, very well. It was all very spur of the moment. Um, they ended up doing for people that did not see, uh, Ghost Core did their first live stream on their Facebook account for the um, 
at Ron Herman, they did their launch party for Nas where they showed off all of the new merchandise. And it was a big sort of to do for, for the media grab, uh, you know, for the, for the marketing and, uh, and the good folks at ghost core were, were nice enough to invite Chris and I, uh, Chris of course is up, up North and was not able to come, but I showed up <laughs> and then uh, a couple days before they were like, we're going to try out a live stream. Do you guys want to help? Yeah, sure. All right. Um, I did not know that I was going to be in front of the camera the entire time. Uh, so I wish I would have prepared more material, but it, it, it ended up turned, being all right. You, you turned into, uh, Joan Rivers a little bit like what are you wearing you got you got time to kill it's like and they have carpets which are red well, that's traditional i mean that goes i don't think i thought it's always been red right look over and, there these ones um, that you got to get yourself some marble columns there's these ones and those ones <laughs> i mean we can dig into the merch uh today as of our recording uh nas announced that the online history uh, uh store is selling all the ghostbusters merch so yeah so that's the good news is if you can't get to the ron the herman site or to the parties or if, you know for whatever reason if you can't get them shipped to you wherever you are history's website is selling them and then it sounds like to me based on what i heard um at the actual event other specialty stores like undefeated and journeys and those kind of places will be carrying some of the merchandise if not all of it yeah so everybody should have a good crack at it um i gotta tell you chris it looks it looks a lot different in person uh, online you know when you're doing the online shopping and you get the like one view and then there's the model wearing it and you kind of go oh that's cool but when you see stuff up close and you see the stitching and the embroidery and it's all very like it's it's very um tactile it's tactile and intricate and like when you see so, like the the snapback hats that's especially what really got me is because i looked at the snapback hats and i'm like oh great they're you know some new era caps like i've seen these everywhere before but it's like when you're at a baseball game and you see those new era caps and you go oh that's actually really nice like the stitching is fantastic and to me that that was the effect that it had when we were there at the event that i wanted everything which is not yeah. good because it's not cheap either but i uh sent a proxy uh, in my in my stead, and uh, she actually uh, nabbed me one of the black logo on black caps. So oh looking... man, that was that was one of the best ones. That's my wife Kelly and I were were fixated on that black on black logo one. Yeah, and then being a middle aged uh, Canadian uh, dad, I sorry uh, kids, yo yo, I I will be curving the bill of the cap. Like it's just. <laughs> Like, I, yeah, the sticker will to. be coming off, and I will be curving it. That's just <laughs> me. It's I'm of my time. I I will meet you halfway. I'm 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 buying. I'm throwing down the money for for Nas and his history line. But I, at the same time, I gotta I gotta be me. Yeah, I you gotta, gotta I can't, be you. It's I can't fine. do the fat flat bill. You know. Well, I mean, I think <laughs> crisscross will make you jump jump, but I gotta curve <laughs> the. Uh, I got to curve the bill of my hat. Gotta I'm sorry. Curve the bill. I, I feel like that's, that's how I felt at the entire event. Chris was like, everybody there was super cool and I am not cool. And I was geeking <laughs> out over like all these people are looking at all of the cool sneakers and the hats and, yeah. and they're all like they're, everybody's schmoozing and they're drinking the drinks out of test tubes and stuff like that. I, <laughs> I'm geeking out over the fact that there are, are ecto cooler cans yeah. on the counter. And I'm like, I got to try ecto cooler. I got to do this. Well, you were saying all the articles start to come out. So world star hip hop, the source all these magazines i'm i know for a fact you're the 
Oh, you're the guy who's like, I know all of the lyrics to Journey's album, but not Tupac's <laughs> albums. And they're like, we know all the lyrics to Tupac's albums. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. You were a little fish out of water. So I, I was a fish out of water. I mean, it, it was fun because uh, three of the Southland Ghostbusters were there as well for the for the photo opportunity. Yeah. They got a lot of like those guys are everywhere. It's funny when you talk about World Star Hip Hop and Complex Magazine and. The, the three guys that were there, uh, they got to take so many photos with Nas and Ray <laughs> Parker Jr. and all of the crew. And like Ray Parker Jr. did a an impromptu version of the theme song, which was funny because it was just like the playback version from the soundtrack album. So it's him singing with himself with a non-instrumental version of the song, which was kind of funny. <laughs> but, but the guys, like the Southland guys are right in the middle of all of it. But uh, yeah, that... Like the four of us plus Eric from Ghost Core and a couple of the Sony people were all gathered around the the bar area where Ecto Cooler was being Twinkies put out and, Ecto and Twinkies. And, yeah. and again, everybody <laughs> does it. They're like, oh, there's like a high C drink over there. We don't care. All of us are like, oh my God, it's Ecto Cooler. Can I have one? Can I put it in my pocket? I'm mad at you though about the can. The cans, yes. You, you couldn't, you couldn't have found like a bucket of ice somewhere to make it change color. Well, yeah, I could not. I mean, the the funny thing is, so if you watch the live stream, I open a can in front of everybody and I try it. Here's the thing: those they had like a case of them. It was like one little like uh, cardboard case of them, right? And they were warm, like they didn't even oh. refrigerate them. So I'm like, this tastes awesome, and it tastes just like at lunchtime in elementary school when it wasn't in the refrigerator <laughs> until like one o'clock in the afternoon. You know, it's it's totally warm it's perfect it was really nostalgic but um yeah so i did not get to put it in the refrigerator i didn't get to see the cool colors that it changes Ooh, yet, did you take the can home i did yeah of the course. can is okay. here um, well it should still change color you that's a good point able... i should put i should put the empty can in the fridge and see if it does it it still we'll do does that. it yeah it's it's not it's not like it's you know uh, citric acid powered or anything like that. Oh, it's it's the, not reliant the on the, the contents of the <laughs> no, can. It doesn't oh, need okay. the sugar. Okay. Um, right. It should still work. Um, actually the one thing I'm curious about is, and you didn't look at it much or if you did, I missed it. The bike. Did you have a look at the bike? The bike. Yes. So the bike is super cool. Um, and it, again, it was one of those, like we're trying to show stuff on the live stream, but it's, we're all, we're using Eric's phone. So we can't really get in and show the details, but the bike is like an ordinary street bike. It's this really cool slime green color, but then on the front it has a uh, like a metallic no ghost uh, emblem on it, kind of uh, like you know on the where the the pivot point for the handlebars is. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's that logo medallion on it. That's that's probably like the highlight piece of it, and then it has these whitewashed tires. They're completely white. Um, that it gives it like a really cool look. I didn't get any details on the bike itself as to like where I can buy it and how much it is, but I think it's safe to assume it's probably pretty limited and very expensive, unfortunately. Uh, I just want to get one and cover it in the McDonald's bike toys. <laughs> All of the Canadian McDonald's bike toys that we oh, did yeah. get down here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's one of those things. But yeah, so I mean, there was a lot of stuff that was on display there that was new to me. There was the feel of shoes, which I had never seen before. Yeah. Um, and these are they're different than the shoes that we had seen before, even though they are kind of like similarly designed. There's the khaki version that has the the name tags on the back of them. Then they had like the high tops that were sort of like the white and red kind of ex- inspired by the Ghostbusters no glo- no ghost logo. Um, but yeah, those those were really cool. The Jada or Hada, Yada, we haven't really figured it out yet, or at least I haven't. The die cast figures, the ones that are all muscular and um, yeah. those were there. They actually look, uh, they look really cool in person. I don't think that the photos on, on Amazon really do them a, a whole lot of justice, but 
those were there. I'm trying to think what else was there that uh, obviously the ecto cooler we talked about, the shirts, hats, glasses, the shirts, hats, glasses, the, mon- oh, the monster headphones, the jackets were great. Oh, the headphones, yeah. The headphones, the headphones are really cool. Again, I'm bummed that they're super crazy expensive, but uh, yeah, they, those are those are lifestyle items right there. Yeah, That's, exactly. I mean, the the caution striping uh, headphones were by far my favorite um but those are the like 300 dollars for a pair of headphones ones so uh i unfortunately as much as i would love to be podcasting on those super awesome limited edition uh ghostbusters headphones (laughs) i'll stick to the sony cans that i have that i'm using right now so yeah at least i'd I'd name drop the sony's there you go but there you go um, yeah, so I mean, overall, very cool event. Um, uh, to me, what I took from it is that uh, the Ghost Core people are really going to try their best to incorporate everybody into the experience. And that was the whole point of the live stream was, look, guys, we know that this is a, a VIP event where maybe I think there were maybe 100 people there, if even that. It was a very small venue, a very small crowd. Um, but they wanted the, they wanted the fans to be there. They wanted you guys to partake in it as well, even though everybody could not be there. So, I mean, I get the feeling that they're going to be doing a lot of these live streams in order to kind of give that feeling, um, yeah. whether it's like behind the scenes at ghost core or at the lunch commissary on the Sony lot. I don't know what they're, what they have up their sleeves, but, uh, it's, yeah, just, it's really cool. Just, they want you to see that. Just bad timing that Facebook went live with that a month after the, or two months after the, the trailer event because that would have been the ideal way to kick it off exactly exactly if you know uh i mean periscope sort of was breaking the ground there but uh yeah if but everybody's on facebook right so yeah exactly so if if facebook would have had their live streaming i i guarantee you that that trailer event would have been live streaming to everybody so that everybody could have been involved so uh, good news. I mean, leading up to July, all of the cool stuff. Uh, I, I'm sure that they're going to do some sort of an, a launch or a premiere or something for the Void. Um, so I would imagine that you'll see some stuff from that. Like, there's there's always those iconic like wax figure shots at uh, Madame Tussauds, <laughs> like of the actor next to their wax figure shot. I would bet that you'll have like Dan Aykroyd standing next to the Ray Stance wax figure, and then they'll do like some sort of ribbon cutting or whatever. Yeah, it'd be cool to see it live. Usually, we see it either as you know video on Entertainment Tonight or a still in a magazine somewhere. So. Yeah, like everybody gets to go in. Well, that's okay. So that's that's a good segue. Let's talk really quickly about the Void. The Void. Um, this is uh, I. I tried to explain it to, to, to my wife and she was like, it's a what? It's a VR thing. And I was like, ah. so basically everything that we talked about on last week's podcast, I was like, no, it's not virtual reality. It's this whole experience thing. And you're like, you reach out and you grab a torch and you actually feel the heat coming off of the torch while you're actually holding something in your hand and augmented virtual reality, augmented virtual reality. Um, we have heard through the grapevine, uh, that some very special people actually went and demoed a prototype of the void experience. And, unanimously it knocked their socks off uh one of the people that i talked to said that it's going to be one of those things like you pay like when you go to the wax museum you pay for the enhanced or vip or whatever ticket so that you can actually just do this experience once right it it feels like it's going to be something you have to do multiple times so it's like how do i get to go back and do it again in that same day kind of thing like you're going to get out of that experience and be like i want to go again i need to do this again um, so to me, I, I, I'm sold. I really want to go do this because I, even just, even for the experience, fantastic for me to be a ghostbuster, fantastic. But my technical mind just wants to know how it all works. Like you're not, you apparently don't wear gloves. There's nothing tracking your hands or your arms, 
but you can see your arms and your hands moving through the environment. And of course it tracks when you grab a torch or whatever it is in front of you or when you're firing the proton pack. So it's like okay. infrared or so, it's tracking you from. No, it's using similar to the uh, Xbox Connect. then. It's. Uh, yeah, whatever that, that, that identification of you as your avatar, like it's, it's tracking your body and the movement or I don't know. It's, it's beyond me. I, I need to figure it out. I have to figure it out. <laughs> Boston makes me feel good. What proof on charging? What Ghostbusters ain't cute? I am leaving this message all the way from Edinburgh, Scotland, our nation's capital. Yes, love the podcast. Every Monday morning, I'm on my way to work. I have this, the pure fear the fear of going to work but listening to you guys just makes it that little bit better huge fan of the show listen to every time since day one i'm so excited about the film each trailer that that goes by makes me more excited it's gonna be incredible fuck the haters please if if you have to beat that then you've got to do it keep keep the good work up man Anyway, let me give you one quote from the original film. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats, living together, mass hysteria. See you on the other side, bro. So Chris, Think Geek. So Troy. Think Geek. Are we, we need to think about Think Geek for a second here. I, uh, I love Think Geek. I need to, I need to preface all of this with... ThinkGeek has given me a, a USB charger that's a flux capacitor that plugs into the cigarette lighter in my car. <laughs> ThinkGeek has given uh, my best friend a bag of holding that he has his laptop in that he brings to work every day. Um, ThinkGeek is responsible for some of the best uh, April Fool's products that I am aware of, including that Tauntaun sleeping bag, which I wish I had, but I don't. Um, unfortunately, ThinkGeek is responsible for what I think is probably one of the biggest faux pas in Ghostbusters merchandising since maybe the bootleg era from the mid to late 80s. Do you want to start by letting them off the hook a little bit? I, I do. I do. Okay. I, in digging into this, it's been discovered that they're not the only store selling it. It's not an exclusive item to them. It's another vendor that they had uh, agreed to pick up this item. So it's not they, something that's exclusive to them that they developed. Yeah, this doesn't entirely explain what happened. However, it's not like they exclusively ordered this and somebody then really put let's so do you want to do you want to like explain what the hell we're talking yeah, about yeah so so let me set it up and then maybe chris you can talk about it because you actually sure. reached out to them to a representative and you were able to get a, a hold of somebody so so basically think geek in new york they've opened their first retail store and they have this t-shirt on display that guys i mean Okay, for one, it is a hideous t-shirt. I mean, this is not something that, like, if I saw this at Target or Walmart or Old yeah. Navy or someplace, I'd be like, oh, God, what is that thing? It's, it is It's that retro awful. effect gone wrong. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's an inverted sort of negative image of, uh, of the four Ghostbusters with, uh, uh, just hold on to that for a second, the four Ghostbusters with a Manhattan skyline behind them that looks like, 
if you remember the opening to the Batman NES game in 1989, like that yeah. kind of like Manhattan skyline, then underneath them, like totally out of scale and like covering their feet is the Ectomobile, but it's like mirrored and inverted. So it has, it looks like the UK version of the no ghost symbol because it's mirrored. It's very strange. And it's also, again, it's, it's negative inverted so that it's all like a white outline on a dark, like uh, fill. It's, it's very strange, but so here's I saw you sent it to me and you were like oh my god we have to talk about this shirt and I looked at him like god that thing is terrible yeah I mean is it a bootleg it looks awful and you go no look closer count the number of Ghostbusters okay I'm like yeah Then count the number of Winston's okay but I'm still I'm stuck on the fact that I'm looking at this weird like Miami Vice t-shirt from the 80s or whatever this this design is and then it suddenly occurs to you that wait a minute there's no Winston but wait, there's four people and oh God, they put Ray on there twice. So, okay. So, so there's four Ghostbusters, but two of them are Dan Aykroyd. Where's Ernie Hudson? I don't understand. I don't understand at all. So you, you called this out online. You posted it up to your Facebook and you're like, uh, this is weird. Hey, think geek. Do you have any comment on this? And you actually, you got a response to their credit. You know, we, we mentioned it, that they talked about the vendor, but they, they responded to you. What did they end up well, saying to you? Half marks to them because they did not respond quickly. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, it was a day where it, it came up because uh, ThinkGeek's been opening up physical world retail stores. Right, right. And they were just, that Friday, they were opening up uh, a new one in New York, just off of Times Square. Around the corner from Madame Tussauds, featuring Ghostbusters, Dimension, The Void, um, and somebody took a picture and put it up, and I was like, you know, congrats on launching the store, but WTF? Yeah, what the well, hell is this? Well, yeah. that's funny. Um, and <laughs> in a day where they were responding very quickly to everybody going, "Congrats on the new store! Hooray! All this! Thanks! We love it! Great! Come on by! Uh, what's up with this shirt?" <laughs> and you please know, please stand by. Please stand by. Yeah, I think that's a fairly clear situation where even your social media intern should be empowered enough to go, "Wow, I'm going to look into that for you." And, yeah, and let me not let me fear find reprisals. out more. Yeah, because that would have been fine. Because it was five o'clock Friday. All that's all we needed was somebody to go. We're going to look into that, and we're going to get back to you. And you know, the weekend probably, I was, so I was grumpy all weekend going, not a thing. Huh. Uh, and I know, uh, Ryan, uh, Dole and myself got into it there in our road trip, which people hear relatively soon. Um, but, uh, then, uh, Monday, uh, they got uh, Monday, Tuesday, they got in touch with uh, me. They reached out through their PR people. Uh, uh, first things first, actually, I guess it was Monday morning. Uh, social media via their Twitter went, we've pulled it from the stores. So I was like, okay, good first step. And then um, uh, they uh, basically talked to me a bit about it. And it said here, let me see, uh, because I asked, you know, uh, well, my first question was who produced the shirts? And it's not ThinkGeek. It's some third party that's been pumping them out. There's a lot of t-shirts and I get the feeling that uh, somebody somewhere is just 
you know, pumping out crap loads. Yeah. Like, uh, like junk food does a lot of these like graphic based teas, that kind of thing. Yeah. So they were ordering, uh, as a lot of outlets were, uh, picking this up and selling it. So I don't know exactly who made it, but I also asked, can you, you know, explain how this managed to get on the shelves? And they said basically too much enthusiasm and not enough attention to detail. They said, this one was pretty obvious and should have been caught, but we know we're going to miss things sometimes. Our fans are great about catching anything that slips through so that we can make it right. These shirts were not designed or created in-house by ThinkGeek. These were purchased from a third-party vendor. So, you know, fairly straightforward acknowledgement. Uh, whoops. Uh, we're only human, which, you know, to be honest, is fair enough. It's fair enough. And, it's, not and like it's, th- it's not like ThinkGeek is like, you know, IBM or something like that. No, they're, no. They're not exactly the world's biggest company. Well, so. and, and look at a company like Sony that we talked about the the UHD 4K covers where they have Ghostbusters 2, Slimer on the Ghostbusters 1 cover. Like, I mean, look, it's it's pretty obvious to a lot of people, okay, to most, if not all people, that you've got two of the same guy on the cover of your whatever image that you're putting together here. But yeah. But this uh, you know, is this is this is the difference between us and the straights, right? And let's be fair, even though they do sell geek items and they're all geeks in their own way, uh, they got a lot of stuff flying around, and you know, just never parsed it. At the end of the day, even you and other people that I showed it to, it took you a minute, right? Like, yeah, well, and the thing <laughs> is so gaudy that it's so distracting in the first place. Exactly. So, so, so I mean, it's un. Here, here's the deal. It's you know I talked about this before. It's not a binary world. So that shirt, unforgivable on many different levels. Oh, for, yeah, for so uh, many reasons. Yeah. And then at the exact same time, uh, you know they acknowledged it. They pulled it. Uh, I'm sure somebody's. Uh, I'm sure they're chewing out somebody because ThinkGeek does not want this kind of mess up at all. Um, but what I don't like is that it's. <laughs> how do I put this? The mystery's not solved. Like, is this a sweatshop shirt out of China where some guy who doesn't even know what Ghostbusters is is just slapping crap together and making weird decisions? Yeah, and... because because Sony licensing should have approval on all, all of this stuff, too. So somebody somewhere had to sign off on it in theory. Yeah, that's, theory. that's a good point. Um, so it's still kind of a mystery how this came about. Uh, at this point, I'm just I'd just be happy if it got yanked off the market. To be honest, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I feel like this is that scene from Almost Famous where the uh, manager comes out with the box of T-shirts and <laughs> and only one person is visible. Everybody else is like blurry and and dark in the background. Uh, to forget about it, T-shirts gone. Totally yeah. non-issue. Everybody be cool. I mean, there might be some graphic artist somewhere that said, "Yeah, we totally like you know stripped it down to stark black and white," uh, and then. Really, it was kind of hard to make out Ernie's face, and and at which point you're going, sure, but why didn't you tweak it then rather than, like, why was swapping his head with another Ray, why was his swapping his head with another Ray the first choice as a, you know what I mean? Or or they were, you know, because this was maybe like a... They were they do stuff FPO like for placement only where it's like okay I, I need four figures here's the first first four that I have in my folder and they did yeah. that for approval and then it just somehow made it like, through or slipped through. How did or, that get to be the end decision? Like quick, what's the simple solution? Let's just say you you turn it into this stark high contrast thing and it's not just it's just not working. Um, why isn't the f- obvious choice? the thing that we all dislike, but certainly would be 
heads and shoulders better than this, leave Ernie out, right? Like, yeah, or silhouette everybody <laughs> so that you can't tell everybody. Who or, or yeah, I, I mean, uh, just, I mean, I get it. Look, I mean, mistakes happen. People, people, like you said, are human. I during the live stream was so excited. I tweeted out a picture of Eric and I drinking Ecto Cooler, and I was like, I feel like I'm back in 1986, and. Thanks so much to that dude who called me a poser piece of shit. Um, I'm sorry. Look, I was excited. I had forgotten in the moment that Ecto Cooler didn't come out until the second movie. Look, stuff happens, you know. Yeah. We're we're all only human. I'm sure that this was just an oversight. Like like Think Geek said, like somebody was really enthusiastic and they wanted to get these shirts out and they really screwed up, but they Ugh. acknowledge that they screwed up. They're trying to make it right. And yeah, maybe they'll redesign that shirt from top better. to bottom when it comes out because I'm yeah. not going to buy it. Even if they correct it, I'm still not going to buy it. <laughs> pull, but. pull, um, like how do you pull Ray's head from another part of the movie to slap on it? Why isn't there an, Winston, you know Ernie Hudson's head somewhere else in the movie that you could have swapped. Yeah, you could have. Better. I don't know. I don't know. It's like I said, a it's a thing. mystery because I've made T-shirts. I can. I know the kind of steps it takes to make a T-shirt. So I'm just kind of trying to figure out what was the stumbling block you ran into, and why was this the solution you came up with? That's what's kind of bugging yeah. me. Or, or was this just a, a one like um, display item, and the actual units weren't on the shelf yet, and so it was like a prototype, or I don't know. Like we, we well, don't no, really have a whole lot of details. But. Well, no, we do because it is in other places. Oh, um, so people and, did and I, get them. Oh, okay. People were able to buy them, mm-hmm. and you can actually, uh, without dig- like I said, I'm trying to still figure out, you know, what the hell's going to happen here, but uh, it's available online through other t-shirt stores. Oh, uh, interesting. So it's not, but then again, that big, like for example. <laughs> was this a hmm I'll come back and revisit this later and it never got revisited and instead went to market and like, oops it's live how uh, did this happen yeah uh, but like I said partial victory in that Think Geek uh, acknowledged the issue uh, in a world where we're all kind of uh, upset that Winston doesn't get uh, you know legal or not legal uh, more more attention uh, contractual or not contractual, that's the term yeah. I'm looking for. Contractually or not contractually, Winston doesn't get enough attention. Um, it's a real slap in the face of Ernie Hudson that this thing existed. So that Think Geek pulled it, you know, good on him. Um, I'm hoping that there was a short phone call that ended in somebody slamming a phone. Yeah, uh, exactly. Just to emphasize a point. Somebody was really angry, I hope. Um, um, I don't hope, I mean, I don't wish for people to lose their jobs, but I hope that somebody was angry. Let's just throw that out there. But Yeah, I think this is a good, well, who knows? Who knows where the, the whole ripple ends? But yeah, at some point, somebody should have been angry enough and the words, you've lost some business, were used yeah, exactly. or something. Right? We'll never work with you again, that kind of thing. Or yeah. you're, you're going to have to hustle your ass to, to you know make it up to us or something. Um, yeah. Because that's just egregious. It really it really is. Or maybe um, it's the world's most, uh, you know... Uh, uh, sassy racist, you know what I mean? Like that's some, some, the world's cheekiest racist graphic God. designer went, you know what? I see an opening and I'm going for it. Uh, wow. uh, so, God, I mean, I've, I've seen evil, a lot of terrible things, uh, evil over golf the last clap. six months. Yeah. Evil golf clap to that one. God, um, I hope that's not the case. Cheeky um, racist graphic artist. 
That sounds so like a Saturday Night Live sketch character. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. It's 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 too farcical to be true, but it might actually be. So, but at any rate, so yeah. So let's let's keep the merch train rolling. We have a, a lot to talk choo, about still. Um, we said we weren't going to go longer than an hour. No, nope, but have... here we go. So here let's go. Well, let's rapid fire it. So we have uh, sure. Iowa Lottery. They've got uh, scratch tickets. Very yeah. cool. Ghostbusters themed uh, lottery tickets. Uh, Gotta I, be, gotta be in it to win it. Gotta be in it to win it. This is the second or third time that this has happened because they did it for like the 25th anniversary, if I remember correctly. Not Iowa. It was like the Chicago Lottery. Somebody else has done Ohio? it in the past. Ohio, Ohio maybe. Did it. Yeah. yeah. So, so at any rate, if you're in the area, go pick those up. Those will probably be collectors' items. You might also win some money. Hey, win win. Um, let's see what else. Oh, Monster High. We alluded in the last episode. Uh, that they had their San Diego Comic-Con exclusive coming. They revealed what that figure is. Uh, sure yep. enough, it's a it's a, a vampire-themed uh, Ghostbuster. I don't know the name of the characters, yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I, it's either a vampire or it's Frankenstein. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me, and it's not on the rundown because I'm a slacker. Oh, yeah, that's true. There's Frankie, what's her name? I can't remember. I want to say it's Frankie because she has green skin, and she's in kind of like the Frankenstein boots that yeah, sort of no, match the um, Ghostbusters 2016. Uh, the vampire looks more pale than green so if yeah. it's green that's frankie and yeah she's got the ghostbuster new ghostbuster style outfit and boots and she's got a pack very cool she's got the pack she comes with a slimer a which is styled slimer. to, to yeah. sort of fit in with the monster high line so um so that's a san diego comic-con exclusive as you're listening to this we should also have more details um on the other mattel san diego san diego comic-con exclusives but unfortunately at the time of this recording nope we don't have them. So we'll talk about those next week. I'm sorry. Uh, what we do know is that uh, Andrew Schaefer clued us in to the running press mini proton pack, which we've seen on Amazon for like months now. Uh, it was one of the first things that went up for pre-order. It's their mini uh, PP16. I, when they said mini, I didn't expect it to be as mini as it is. Uh, yeah. It's, it's very, very small. It fits on a 12-inch action figure. I was about to say, it's borderline. Yeah, you can gussy up your... Uh... Uh, any customizers out there want to get get going? You could probably start making yourself the uh, the 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 new team um, just by buying some off the shelf uh, uh, articulated uh, whatever they call them. They're all war based, aren't they? All the the twelve inch uh, figures you buy yeah, these they're days all tend to be for war sets, or, or it's like the Civil War uh, Star Wars twelve inch figures now. But yeah, uh, yeah, go 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 grab yourself a bunch of those. Put a little teeny tiny striping on the some jumpsuits and buy yourself four copies of this book and put the pack and, <laughs> and there you you're go. set yeah so it's it's they actually showed it on a captain america figure which i thought was really funny but <laughs> so that's uh pre-order that now it's it's a good size it'll fit on a, a desk somewhere really nicely yes um little golden books we've talked about those on other episodes previously but the uh, covers have been the revealed. covers are released so we we've seen the actual artwork and ag again it's the very iconic very recognizable little golden book style uh one is classic ghostbusters the other one is ghostbusters answer the call yeah see i'm getting better um but i mean it, it again it looks perfect it looks like they are the actual cardboard covers too right at least That's from what i can see yeah so um so it's it's Harkening back to the originals, uh, super cool. Those come out in July as well, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and <laughs> oh no, the they come out in September. Oh, they're September. Okay, yeah. All right, so and, they're a little um, ways out. Uh, 
Shane, who follows me there on the Facebooks, was in Barnes and Noble, and on their system, it's September seventeenth. September seventeenth. Okay, so a little ways past the actual release. Which I believe is on par with uh, Amazon's listings. So okay, but that's a, it's a good Christmas item. They're they're trying to cash in on the the Christmas. Well, buys. yeah, that's yeah. the thing. You'll have the summer run of the movie, and then heading into Halloween, and that's the trouble with Ghostbusters merch because you can't just plan for Christmas. Got to plan around no. Halloween too. Well, that's that's the best part about what I understand that they're doing at Walmart for for people that we haven't uh, talked to. I guess we haven't really talked about this on the podcast, but uh, as I understand, Walmart is going to have a big display that goes up like in July, about the time of the release of the movie, but to coincide with back to school. So it's going to have all of the like pens, pencils, <laughs> um, backpacks, lunch boxes, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and that's going to stay all the way through October through Halloween, in which case they're now going to have like the candy pails, the costumes, the uh, themed candies. Like it's, it's just going to transition from back to school oh. into Halloween immediately and still be ghostbusters. It's a great right. idea. Great Ryan, idea. I know you're listening. Check your calendar. It looks like we're making at least two more trips <laughs> down into Washington below. state. Yeah. You guys have to do another road trip. Uh, so yeah, so uh, yeah, again, so that September, October, you're absolutely right. That's going to be a great, um, Halloween slash Christmas buy-in. Um, and then, uh, oh God, we haven't talked about nerd block. Let's talk about nerd block really quickly here. They have a classic block, which is going to be ghostbusters themed. Uh, that's this coming month's nerd block. So if you want to get in on that, uh, you have to go sign up now so that you can grab, it's actually $60 worth of merchandise for 20 bucks. Yeah. Totally a great deal. I'm not entirely sure what's in there yet. I don't think they've revealed any of it. Actually, they've showed pictures of it, but I'm not entirely sure what's in there. Yeah. They showed a picture of them climbing out of the hole in front of 55 central park West with a bo- nerd block <laughs> box nerd Photoshop block <laughs> under Egan's or Egon's arm. So it's uh so yeah. So uh, if you want to get in, on, get in on the shirt. Ghostbusters nerd block, it's yeah, it's probably like a, shirt, a shirt and maybe a small toy and hopefully, maybe some stickers and all sorts of stuff. Like, hopefully not the, the missing Winston one. Oh God. Oh boy. Would that be a faux pas? But the, the Ray Winston, the Rinston, <laughs> Rinston, the Sands Winston shirt. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so go pick that up. That's nerdblock.com slash classic. Again, it's 20 bucks, uh, but, um, you know, it sounds like it's well worth it, but you have to do it now. Otherwise, you don't get it when it comes out June, whatever it is. So make sure you do that. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Stubby Ghostbusters. Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Okay, real quick, Chris, we're running long. We said we would keep it under an hour, but we do have a I'm couple of... I'm all talked out. He's all talked out, so let me do the talking. I gotcha. Get on my back and let's ride, Chris. 
franchises. Franchises. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> In sure franchises. Yeah. Yes, franchises. we put the, we put a call out, didn't we? We put a call out. We told everybody, look, if you've got an event going on, if you have something that you want us to get up onto the to the the cork board for everybody to see, please let us know. And you guys answered the call. <laughs> yes. Oh man, nailed, nailed it. it. But uh, so first up, the Massachusetts Ghostbusters. Uh, they wanted us to get the word out about something. Uh, Chris Sullivan, who has contributed to the podcast before, he wrote into us, and I thought I would just read what he what he sent along. They have a really cool event that's coming up. Uh, he says, "Hey Troy and Chris, this is Chris Sullivan from the Massachusetts Ghostbusters. I never mentioned it before, but I was the one who correctly ID'd the zero one three 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 five meaning on the McKinnon GV poster from that Twitter contest. Yes, the Massachusetts Ghostbusters won that contest for the record. So yeah, hey Chris, we remember you well." Um, so he's saying, now that that's out of the way, I've been getting caught up on the cross rip since I got back from London. He was on a, a, a holiday or whatever. I don't know why he was gone. But he wanted us to let everybody know that they have a great event coming up June 3rd through the 5th in Springfield, Massachusetts at Scaracon. Um, it's at the Mass Mutual Center. If you go to Scaracon, uh, that's the word scare, A con, C O N dot com. Um, and you'll see that you need to go into the 2016 section. It's a lot like the San Diego Comic-Con thing where they put the old stuff up, but the new stuff is up too. Go to 2016. Their group is collecting donations for Bay State's Children's Hospital. And they're going to be on site at the event. Um, they have their new uh, 2016 packs. They have their 1984 classic packs. David Silva, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but he's one of the Massachusetts Ghostbusters. He has that new 2016 pack that has like the spring-loaded um, pistols that comes out of the side of it. Super freaking cool, guys. Um, but another major aspect is that Ernie Hudson will be there as well. The the Ernie Hudson that we we know we love. He should be on every T-shirt, as far as I'm concerned. He will be there with the Massachusetts Ghostbusters. They're pulling together donations for the Bay State Children's Hospital. You guys, even if you're not in the Massachusetts area, even if you can't attend, please, please, please go to scaracon.com. See how you can support those guys because they're trying to raise money for a really good cause. So that's that's the Massachusetts Ghostbusters. Also, the Las Vegas Ghostbusters reached out to us. They were a part of the Las Vegas Car Stars Parade. Um, I don't know if you saw these photos, Chris, but their Ghostbusters 2016 aka ghostbusters answer the call car it, it looks i i when i was at, pretty I, I on saw point these, it's on point i was at the nas event with eric from ghost core standing next to me and i was like oh it's pretty cool that you guys shipped the car out to las vegas for that uh, car stars thing and he's like what i was like no look here's your car he goes that's not our car. oh my god that's a great car that looks that's totally spot on i mean you can't even <laughs> tell if we ever make uh, or anybody decides they want to make a interdimensional cross-rip drinking game one of the drinks should be every time we bring something up to eric assuming one thing and he sets <laughs> and it straight like, by going what? Uh, what are you talking no? about what are you guys talking about that's not ours <laughs> yeah exactly drink drink when we get corrected because it happens often but uh yeah so the ghostbusters of las vegas they have their awesome ghostbusters 2016 car that they drove down uh this this awesome las vegas car stars parade that they did there's great photos online uh go follow those guys on on twitter and facebook um one of our good friends daniel is a member and he's also a chef and we're trying to sweet talk him into letting us come to his restaurant so uh daniel if you're listening Offers on the table. Uh, it's Blues Brothers style. Chris and I will show up. Uh, we will dine there every day until you agree to let us have your car. I'm assuming that's your car. I'm not entirely sure. 
uh, we'll throw um, we'll throw shrimp at each other. It'll be great. Don't worry about it. We won't embarrass you that much. But anyway, Ghostbusters of Las Vegas, way to go, guys! Great photo ops. Go follow them. And uh, hey, again, the offer always stands. Franchisees, if you guys are out there and you want us to mention something on the show, if you want us to mention it on our social networks, give us as much advance notice as you possibly can so we can work it into the show, work it into the schedule. But yeah, hit us up regardless. All right, Chris, you are, uh, you're all talked out. Does that mean no no final thoughts for this episode? I'm all talked out. He's all talked out. No, I got final thoughts. Really, mostly pickups. Um there's a couple of things that were bugging me. What were they? Oh, the void. We forgot to mention the Nerdist had screenshots in engine. Oh, that's true. We didn't mention because we were in such a hurry to get through stuff. Yeah, I had. We saw like, photos of it. Well, pre- previous episode, we had the articles that I posted um, when they put their website live, and it had concept art. And <laughs> yeah, I could have told you that one. Anything to do with video games, never release your concept art because oh, yeah. this looks like crap. It's like ah, that's it's not, not the for game. real. Yeah. Uh, but they put out in engine shots. And it looks very, very cool. And that, um, that was the shot of Gertrude Eldridge uh, from a distance, right? That's that's the one that was in engine. I thought it was a little girl, to be honest. I thought it was. I oh, didn't maybe think it, was it looks Gertrude. like she has the same sort of like um, striped uh, corset thing that Gertrude Eldridge is wearing in the the movie trailers. But well, maybe possibly, I'm mistaken. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about a week ago. Like, in order for this void experience to really sell, it has to be photoreal for your eyes to believe that what's in front of you is actually real. That you're reaching out and you're grabbing a physical object in space. It's got to look like a physical object in space. So yeah. Um, so here's hoping that that's the case, that it looks super good. But uh, yeah, good good for Nerdist. What, what other pickups did you have? What else did we miss? Oh, well, we didn't really miss it. Um... I have heard rumors that with the previous trailers that went to theaters, some people did get to see them in 3D. I didn't. This time, however, I'm kind of curious if I'll be able to track it down and see it. I don't know that I'm going to have time to go see anything this weekend, this past weekend, by the time you're listening to this. Yeah, exactly. But I'm kind of curious to see this new trailer in 3D, if I can find it anywhere. Um, I mean, that, Angry that Birds? Was, yeah, it's Angry, Angry Birds, Birds weekend. So it's if I Angry had to Birds guess, weekend, and uh, X-Men Apocalypse is on the horizon as well, which will be in 3D, so there's a good chance it might be attached to that. But... Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to, again, seeing these in the theater is totally different, and it's a different experience from watching it on your computer at 6 o'clock in the morning, so <laughs> seeing it with an audience and hearing their reaction, uh, that's 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 a good way to experience I'll be, it. I'll be the guy at the theater, can I pay you just five bucks to stand <laughs> inside the doorway, just want to see the trailer, and then I'll leave. Totally good. Uh, <laughs> the only other final thought I have is, by the time you listen to this, uh, prepare thyself uh, as mentioned before, Ryan Dole, uh, who uh, f- a regular of our Cyclotron, he and I uh, hit the road. Uh, being Canadians, we, we are still devoid of the toys, the new stuff. So he and I hit the road there this past, uh, by the time you listen to this, a, a week ago almost. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a week by the time you listen to this. He and I hit the road to duck down into Washington State there to see what we could see. And uh, spoiler, we saw stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the results will shock you. It's it's total clickbait. No, but yeah, uh, road trip. I mean, that's a good point, Chris. We are we're planning. Look, we have the flagship show. We have the Cyclotron shows. Um, we do have a few surprises in hand, including uh, Chris and Ryan's road trip. We do have a, a special episode that has been long in editorial that I'm, I'm getting to. We do have a Cyclotron <laughs> for uh, Ghostbusters International number four, which is in process. So. 
yeah, I mean, keep keep <gasps> to your feeds because it's it's still coming through the pipeline. All of these shows, all of this goodness is still coming your way. It takes us two hours to get through a weekly episode. Why are we adding all this special stuff? Because <laughs> we love you guys. That's the reason. I mean, here's, I'm all talked out. Also, here's the thing. Sony pays us oh so well. Oh. I mean, we <laughs> just delicious amounts of money um, that... Uh, no, we haven't even touched want, on that. Do you want was, rumors? Because that's how you get rumors. Yeah, exactly. No, we, we do not get paid uh, unless you consider me getting to go be on a live stream and drinking Ecto Cooler payment, which is true. I, I accept that as payment. But no, we don't get paid. Uh, we do this out of the kindness of our hearts. We create all of this content for you guys. We create it because it's a lot of fun for us to talk about. Um, I don't know who that Reddit person was that said that all of the fan sites get paid because that is the farthest thing from the truth. <laughs> I wish, I wish I could get paid to do this. That would yeah. be a lot more fun than a day job. But for no. for twenty years, I've been doing this uh, out of pocket, and all of a sudden now people are confused. Yeah, as to why I'm still talking about stuff related to Ghostbusters. It must be yeah. the money. Exactly, it must be the money. Uh, I but, hate this movie. Why don't they hate this movie? <laughs> it can't be that they're an individual with their own personalized tastes. It must be that they're getting paid. They must be getting paid, exactly. But uh, hey, uh, speaking of needing a day job, it's like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning now as we record this, and i got to go make the donuts. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to get back to uh, creating all of that content for you guys and not getting paid for it. But uh, keep again, keep your ears to the ground on the feed because there's a whole lot of cool episodes coming your way. So uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see you on the next episode, and we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. They used to be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Fastmaster. Everything you're doing is bad. They want you to know this. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird.